Yeah. The MLB postseason begins on Tuesday, and the Diamondbacks are part of the wild card round. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in sports zone by Matt Schneider of CBSSports.com. Matt, let's start off with the uh, the best of three series. First round, best of three if necessary, etc. Do you like uh, the the better seeds at home for the entire series? How, do you like this format, the wild card format uh, that they've developed the last couple of years? I, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, it's you, you, there's pros and cons to everything. And one of the things I did not like about the wild card game before is that the nature of the sport, 162 games, it's a marathon. During the season, teams view things as we just need to win series instead of just win an individual game. And when the wild card game was just one game, it just seemed to fly in the face of everything that baseball is all about. So I like that there's a series here. Um, the, the, the seeds trying to, you know, take a week off and then pick it back up. You know, the, the Braves, Dodgers, Astros, and Orioles, that's tougher for me because I feel like baseball's an everyday sport. And when teams get into a routine, now you take them out of the routine. It's, you, there's an argument to be had that it's kind of a disadvantage. Um, but this is, this is what we've got to work with. I like that there are series instead of individual games here for this first round. Um, do I like the home teams? Not necessarily. <laughs> I, <laughs> the Rangers are all over the map, right? They're just so hit or miss. Um, the Rangers race series is very tough to handicap. Uh, Phillies should breathe by the Marlins. Um, Diamondbacks, Brewers. That that's the Brewers pitching is so good, but their offense is just not good at all. I could totally see the Diamondbacks shocking them, um, and then you've got the Twins with that losing streak against a totally unreliable Blue Jays team. That one's going to be fun. Uh, that one's a toss up. Okay, so let's break these series down a little more, and let's start with the Diamondbacks who lost their last four regular season games, scored three runs in those four games. Um, will they ever score against the Brewers pitching staff and their outstanding defense? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this. If you can find a setting anywhere that has what series is going to have the shortest games, go with this one because <laughs> these offenses are just not impressive at all, and there's all kinds of pitching. You know, in the Diamondbacks, it's a little messed up here with, you know, spot in game one. You have to wait on mm-hmm. Gallon and then and then Kelly if necessary for Game Three. The Brewers are lined up. They've got Burns in Game One, Woodruff in Game Two. Um, if they need a Game Three, I assume it will be Freddie Peralta, but you know maybe it'll be Hauser, maybe it'll be Wade Miley. Um, yeah, it, it's that one's tough to handicap because I just don't trust the Brewers' offense at all. But man, that pitching's so good, and as you said, it's not like we can trust the Diamondbacks' offense at this point either. So. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one. It's just going to be. Quick. So what? What? What's a formula for the Diamondbacks to win this series? Get Carroll on base and run. Um, it's when you have a, a dynamic player like that. Um, the times that they were going well, basically, what this month was the Cubs series, the two Cubs series, right? <laughs> Carroll was getting on base and creating havoc on the bases. Uh, you get Marte's bat going. Um, if they could somehow steal game one in the matchup that I assume everybody thinks the Brewers are going to win, Burns is the spot. If they could somehow mm-hmm. steal that, and it would have to be low scoring, I would assume, 
Um, then you've got Gallon in game two. That could be the formula right there. Scratch and claw your way to steal game one, no matter how it, how it happens. But, again, I assume it has to be getting Carolina in the, in the, at the top of the order. I wouldn't be surprised if Torrey Lavello in game one, if he gets, you know, if Fod makes it through a, like two or three innings, do we see some Merrill Kelly in that game? That would be interesting. That'd be fun. Man, when's the last time he relieved? Well, and, and given That's that a good he's point. stretched out, yeah, given that he's stretched out, um, you know, it, you could kind of, it, it would be kind of like the Nationals in 2019, right? They used. Yep. Uh, Corbin, Patrick Corbin in relief a lot. They used Strasburg mm-hmm. and Scherzer in relief a few times, and they just basically heavily, heavily leaned on three starting pitchers and just a few relievers. So that would be fun if the Diamondbacks decided to go in that direction. That'd be really fun. I'm just throwing just throwing that out. I have nothing to you know. I have hurrying to yeah, make yeah. me think but that that's actually going to happen. But I'm just throwing but it out. But it's the postseason. All bets are off. Right, and, and like I said, yeah. the Nationals not too long ago were were using three at the time aces in relief. Yep, absolutely. So we'll see how this goes. I'm sure that's going to happen with at least one team in this uh, wild card round. So why not Arizona? All right, Matt Schneider from CBSSports.com, currently in the Sports Zone, staying in the National League. How can the Marlins can you know, I, I dare say even compete in a short series against the Phillies? Yeah, I mean, on paper, it's a total mismatch. If you look, the Phillies, they're a 90-win team, but they're much, much better built for the postseason. If you look at being top-heavy in the rotation, being very, very power-oriented in the offense and having a few power arms at the back end of the bullpen, um, they have shown vulnerability in that bullpen, though. So if you're the Marlins, it's just stay in the game. And then if we're only down one or two runs going going into the late innings, then we've got a shot. It, you know, obviously, if they're leading, then that's much better. But it's just don't get blown out, basically. Don't let the Phillies' power get to them early in the games and, and hang in there, and then they've got a shot. I think it's, like I said, just keep it close is basically where you are if you're the Marlins. But I, I I'm just not seeing it. The Braves and Dodgers have the first-round buys. Do either of them have enough healthy starting pitching once they start playing <laughs> next week? And what what should those teams do to try to stay sharp this week? Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. I'm sure they'll take a few days. Um, you know, the All-Star break. Everybody's used to the All-Star break. You get three days off. Um so maybe they'll take a few days. But I kind of feel like they could. They should play an inter-squad game and, and maybe – not necessarily on the pitching, just have their pitchers throw bullpen, but maybe grab some guys from the minors to throw and play some, play maybe a three inning inter squad game just to have it mm-hmm. feel like you're getting some real at bats there for the hitters, um, just to stay sharp. In terms of the pitching, I believe in the Braves a lot more. I think Freed's probably going to be okay. Maybe Morton if they advance. Um, on the Dodgers end, it's just hard to trust. And the Braves' offense is so good; it might even render the the issue meaningless. You know, it's if they're going to score five, six, seven runs a game, then they can piecemeal enough pitching in some of these playoff games just to get wins. So, I'm not as worried about the Braves. But you know what? As messed up as the playoffs are these days, 
I, I might well be saying that right before the Braves get swept. You know, it's it's just that's how weird the playoffs can be these days. Plus, they also, unless you hit the ball to left field and Rosario's out there, they're going to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. It's well, and, and if anything, and I love them, but Acuna might be the weak spot defensively for the yeah. Braves. Yeah, yeah, that's true, no doubt. All right, so let's flip this to the American League. The Rangers, I think the big weekend losers, they went from first place in the American League West to a first-round series at Tampa. What's their mindset, and how do you view the Rangers and Rays series? Uh, I I would be pretty confident about their mindset. They've got Bruce Bochy in there. They've got some veterans, such as Corey Seager, who have been through a lot of playoff battles before. And they could focus on how many highs they've had. You know, whether it's the start of August, whether it's being in first place most of the year, it's, hey, we, we know when we play our game, we can go out and win. And uh, I assume that they will show up with, with a lot of confidence. Um, it's just you, which team are you going to get and what kind of pitching are you going to get? Their pitching has been so banged up and inconsistent down the stretch but then you have examples like yesterday where they couldn't even score, and uh, it's, they're so inconsistent. Um, I, I could see them winning the World Series, and I could see them getting swept and not even scoring a run in the first round. It's, there's, they are the team that has the most variance heading into the playoffs. The Jays and Twins, two excellent pitching staffs, two disappointing offenses. Who you got in that series? Um, I, I, I believe I picked the Twins on our site when we published the predictions. It's a toss-up for me, and uh, maybe it was just a little bit of feeling sorry for Twins fans because of the 0-18, uh, the playoff <laughs> losing streak. They haven't won a playoff game. The last time they won a playoff game, it was Johan Santana versus Mike Mussina, and Joe Maurer wow. was a rookie, and he was on the bench behind Henry Blanco in a playoff game. That's how long ago it was. Uh, I'm a sucker for fans suffering and never want that to continue growing up a Cubs fan probably what did that to me so I'll go with the twins here um it's gonna matter how healthy they are you know is, is Carlos Correa gonna come back how's Byron Buxton Royce Lewis will they get him back Mr. Grand Slam uh they could be a pretty exciting team they've got Sonny Gray going in game one that's always good and on the Blue Jays end they have felt all year like they should be better and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of teams would say they'd love to underachieve and make the playoffs, but when I look at this Blue Jays team, all I see is a team that has basically been disappointing. Ever since that 18-9 and start, they've been not much better than mediocre, so I don't really count on them. But, similar to the Rangers, they could just flip that switch and go nuts and win the World Series. Talking about Matt Schneider from CBSSports.com. Okay, look, the Astros. I mean, they won the division for the sixth time in seven years. However, is it good that the Astros, who have a losing record at home and are unbelievable <laughs> 51-30 and 30 on the road, almost they'd rather be playing away from home as opposed to yeah, playing bizarre. at home. Yeah, it's bizarre. Crazy. Like, uh, about the middle of September, you know, the Astros supposedly have been talking about the batter's eye at home and how they couldn't yep. see the ball that well. Right. Uh, which is weird because that it's been the same way since 2017, um, and, and they used to be great at home. Um, and so they painted around the batter's eye to make it a little bit bigger. 
and then they lost the series to the A's. Well, they lost the series to the A's before the batter's eye painting, but then after they got swept by the Royals at home. So that didn't solve anything. Uh, at this point, it's got to be a mental block, you would think. And if anybody should be immune to mental block, it should be the defending <laughs> champs who have been to the World Series four times in recent memory and who go to the ALCS every single year. But this has to be the most vulnerable they've been, what, since 2016 when they didn't even make the playoffs? This is this is a vulnerable Astros team. Um, you know, if you had to say the most likely team to come out of the AL to go to the World Series, I think you would have to pick the Astros. But still, they're vulnerable. It'll be interesting to see how this thing unfolds. Um, there's a lot of different teams that could get really hot and just also don't seem reliable. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Okay, the Orioles, they have the top seed. They yeah. have a young team that has a really high baseball IQ, especially for younger players. Their starting rotation seems like it's gotten better during the season here. Should they yeah. be favored to win the American League? Um, the, the Astros are the gambling favorites, and that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to discount the Orioles. They just keep – we've talked about their pitching. I talked about it a lot. Uh, around the trade deadline, I thought they needed to do more. Now, there probably wasn't that much available, so it's not necessarily Michael Ice's fault. Uh, the Jack Flaherty trade kind of fell flat on his face there. But Kyle Bradish has been really good all year. Yep. Grayson Rodriguez has been really good since he came back from the minors after having to get demoted and then work on some stuff. And once, since he came back, he's been really good. That could be a really nice one-two punch there. And then you can just kind of piece it back together. I worry about the bullpen being thin since Felix Bautista had to, is having to undergo Tommy John surgery. Cano, they rode really, really hard early in the season, and it's just not that reliable past that. Um, but they definitely could win it all. They're, they're deep. Position player-wise, they're deep. They're good. Uh, they're not top-heavy at all. Like I, If I think about the Dodgers, for example, you think about Mookie and Freddie, and then Will Smith and maybe a little J.D. Martinez, and then the back half of the lineup is not that sturdy. The Orioles don't have superstars, at least not yet, like Mookie and and Freddie, but their lineup's top to bottom, deep. They can get you from any spot in the order. It's it's a really fun team. I'm looking forward to a lot of people who haven't seen much of the Orioles this year get a good glimpse of them here in the postseason. They're actually my favorite team to watch and have been for like three months. Yeah, I mean, they're great. Love, love, yeah. yeah, they they catch the ball. Seems like they're never out of defensive positioning. It's amazing what they've done. They're very well-rounded, too. Like, if you yeah. could say some teams like, oh, they steal a lot, or they're great at defense, but then they're not as good at power. Like, almost everything on the Orioles is just very good. Nothing is exceptional except the winning. <laughs> But you can't yeah. say, oh, man, they're amazing at stolen bases. They're amazing. They're not. They're just really good at basically everything. Totally agree, Matt. I'm sure we'll be check, catching up uh, uh, during the uh, during the postseason here. I'm looking forward to the next few days for sure. Thanks. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Matt Schneider, CBSSports.com. Excellent stuff, as always. Read all his work at CBSSports.com.